You're listening to episode number 282 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. I finally found that rhythm. The rhythm that I've been talking about for the longest time where people are like, oh, have you checked this out? Have you checked this out? I'm like, listen, I'm just trying to, I, I'm a creature of habit, and I'm trying to find that rhythm to, to just get in my you don't have zone. your process yet you right. didn't have your process right and and i i found it like like I, I said something on twitter last week that even though we didn't record because we were sick like i refused to let it hold me back from going out and doing fhe oh and no no last week you were sick this week i'm sick and i'm still here so there sorry yeah, yeah i i know it's all about you yeah it's got to be tough to sit over there and fuck around on your phone and then chime in periodically when we when we oh you want to talk about multitasking i have the notes on one the phone and the game that i'm listening to you too all, you know and commenting uh, yeah so lis- I'm, I'm listening multi- in air quotes i am listening yeah. give me that bull- for trigger words you wait for big dramatic pauses so you can go Oh, is that me? No, and then I, I have to cut it out later, and nobody ever gets no, to know. No, I don't. Yeah. You're so full of it. You're full of it. Anyway, back to my fucking story. <laughs> so I ended up going out, and um, was feeling a little bit better on Saturday. So after I had, I had done the, the typical FHE, which the, last week was at the Neon Boneyard, I decided that I wanted to just explore. Like, I was just in the mood to explore, and Karen had recently gone down to the Arts District, and... I happen to have my skateboard with me, and I'm like, I'm going to fucking skate the art district. So that's all I did. Like, I, I hung out there, and then I ended up going down to Fremont and skated around Fremont. Well, literally skated around Fremont because I, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to skate on Fremont Street. And the second I got there, I'm like, I can't fucking navigate well, through these. When you said fucking... it, I was like, you mean people dodging? And, yeah. <laughs> and you didn't say anything, and then you replied back. You're like, yeah. That's kind of what it was. Yeah, this is a terrible idea. I'm going to have to do this in the very a.m. Luckily for me, I wake up in the very a.m., so yes, I can do. do that. So, yeah, it's been awesome. Like, just everything. This city just continues to be everything that I dreamed it would be. Like, I was hanging out in vintage shops, Tony, looking at old-school dice of properties I never had the opportunity to hang out in. Looking at old dice, old chips that I can fucking buy, that I can own. 
and, and make a part of a collection. And who, who, who told you about the chef? I, I already said that. This is exact my exact you point. Didn't. You don't listen. Yes, I did. No, you said you you said that I discovered the arts district, and that's where you and went. We're hanging and out. then you said that you did all of that other stuff. Oh, so I didn't. I say. was the one that told you not only the, but where the arts district was, but I told you the specific shop where to go to find the best dice, and it wasn't one to find the best dice, wasn't it? Yes, it was. <laughs> Those are all accurate statements. I'm yeah. not a fan of your <laughs> your your cadence or tone or attitude. I was but, so excited when yeah. I when I went into the get this, the shop that's named Vintage Vegas, which Mark said he was going to sue over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like you'll be hearing from my lawyers. <laughs> but yeah, we were, so, well, you finish yours and then I have a little, like, tagline that I would have said last week, but didn't, so. That was, just, that was it, it. it was just uh, amazing. Like, I, I'm now exploring, like, I, I would, you know, with skating, I'm just riding into, into neighborhoods and off places to see where, because one of the great things about Fremont being busy, it was like, well, I can't skate on it, so fuck it, I'll skate around it. And you know, I'm going into neighborhoods and just all kind of shit. Like, uh, it's something else that I, I'm still doing a little bit of research to get it pinned down. But there is a fair chance I was at least in the area and possibly on the land of the first Las Vegas resort, the Meadows Hotel Casino Resort that Tony Cornero opened on the corner of Fremont Street and Charleston intentionally so he could attract the boulder uh, the boulder dam workers as they were coming into town before they would get down to downtown vegas mm. they would see his place first now the reason why i say i don't know for sure is while i know it was on that corner it's a it, it's a four-way corner so i don't know exactly which, which one it was on, it was on. <laughs> and there is a romantic hope that there's one specific corner that's barren. It's empty. There's nothing on it. It's it's well. It's like many areas in Vegas where it's just old desert sand dirt. And I'm like, oh, tell me it's still abandoned. Tell me it was still this. Maybe oh, maybe you could buy it and then you could own it. That'd be weird. What would I do with it? <laughs> I just like stand on it, like going. I own this. This was history, folks. That, like exactly. <laughs> that's what you'd be. Forget the people that are screaming about the Bible. And, and the land is near. <laughs> You just stand there and just scream this history. This was the people. meadows. I was thinking the this same. This is history. That's exactly what I was thinking. Is is those crazy people like going? Tony Cornero opened this, folks. This is history right here. Don't you worry about it. Tony was taking care of you. He started all this. Forget, forget <laughs> signing up for a tour. Just wait until you find Mark screaming, screaming on a street That's corner, right. and just follow him around. You'll learn more than you would anywhere else. <laughs> oh my God! Everything about that's fantastic. It is. <laughs> History knowledge for a dollar, and you're just holding your little sign up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was funny. Like I, I had this interesting moment where I'm like I, I I'm tactile. Like when it comes to things like that, especially history. Like I want to be there. I I want to kind of Mark has to touch everything. I want to absorb the the fact that what happened in this place, and I'm now standing in that place, and and, and imagine you know where things were situated and and I'm doing that on this empty lot and then the idea occurs to me I'm like you know you're reminiscing about something and how funny would it be like actually it was over there though (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like maybe dial the nostalgia back a bit because you don't even fucking know which corner this is on (laughs) but you're close but you're close right I'm sure I'm sure even just the little bit that I was doing me slowly walking across this this empty dirt area that the people at this intersection was like what's that fucking psycho doing <laughs> why are you slow walking on that like, empty is lot that a, is that a homeless guy with a skateboard <laughs> <laughs> 
He's so well dressed. Right, right. He looks really clean. Right. <laughs> and his shoes look brand new. I don't understand. Where did he I know, steal right? those? They are mint condition. Are those Jordans that he has? No, they're no, definitely had, not because I was walking wearing, on dirt. Well, and you were probably wearing your Vans, would be my guess. I was wearing my Vans, yeah. If I'm skating, I'm always wearing the Vans. Um, so, right. can I yeah, ask? I do want to add one little tagline, and it's really kind of funny when I do this because. Um, so we, I had a friend that came to visit, not this week, but the week before, that I was going to mention on last week's podcast, but we didn't have it. Um, and she's the first friend who has come to stay with us in our house. Yeah. She, ironically, is not on any social media, and she doesn't listen to podcasts, but she specifically said to me, she's like, you have to mention this on the podcast. So she came to stay. How and, would she know? Well, because I'm not going to lie to her. She's like, so what'd you say? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Or here, go... Go, go talk to your college son, Brandon, and, and get him to download this podcast for you on your phone so you can listen. Um, but no, it was great. So she had never, ever been on any place in Vegas but the Strip. And I said, okay, well, I will make sure we do anything but. So she came and did, you know, the cooking class with, with me, which was fabulous. We went, we found the arts district, which quite honestly, unless I missed the arts part, it's all I'm antiques really, yeah. and, and vintage stores yeah, and I'm restaurants. Yeah, I'm relatively convinced that all they did was go, wait a minute, we have graffiti all over the place. Like, or, or is it art? Like, well, that's what we're going with. It's so art. Christina told me there are some art places that we apparently just didn't see or they weren't on the map that the vintage stores gave me. Um, but found some... Oh my God! So much fun. I'm going not going through. to someone's house to get art. Oh, I'm not no. doing it. We had so much fun going through like some of these, just the art or the antique places are really kind of funny, and there's so much fun stuff in them. Yeah. Some of that they're very different. There's there was one that was so high end, and it was so retro. Like all the furniture had been been redone, and it looks like the oh, I always use the wrong wrong phrase of the motif, but it's Art Deco. Um, yeah, but there was another one. There's Art Deco, and there's another style that they had a ton of it in, which was really cool stuff. But so it was a lot of fun. It was a good walking around, wandering kind of thing. I did take her down to Container Park because she'd never seen that before, and loved it. And we did grab lunch at Therapy, which was the first time there. It was fabulous. I can't wait to go back. And I did take her to the Neon Museum. But the one night I had dinner reservations to take her to Esther's Kitchen, which is the restaurant that Lacey introduced me to. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he posted it on Twitter and everybody's seen it, but I had a huge, like, chef fangirl moment. Oh, that's right. Where, um, and Tony, I don't know if you know who this guy is, but Bruce Kaufman, he was on season, I think it was 15 of Top Chef. And he's been famous before then, but he was, like, one of the nicest people. He was one of the bears on that season. There were three big guys. (laughs) No, you think I'm kidding. They called themselves that. There were these three big chefs. It was him and, oh, God, it's escaping me now because the guy that won and another guy. Um, but they slept, they roomed together, and they called their room the Bear Den, and they were the bears, and they were on the, the sh- I mean, super cute. But he was so nice on the show, and we walked up to, we actually saw the restaurant during the day, and we're walking through the arts district, and there was this, it looked like a, I don't know, a fucking rock on a trailer. I, did, I had no idea what it was. I'm like, why is that parked out in front of the restaurant? Well, we came out, and it was a gigantic pizza oven. Mm. And he was there testing out, like, five dishes for a new restaurant concept. Um, and this this rock on the trailer was a pizza oven. So he was outside cooking. So we're walking up, and I'm like, oh, I know him. I know him. Oh, my God, I know him. What's his name? What's his name? And my friend was like, that's Bruce. Because her husband's name is Bruce. So, of course, she remembers that his <laughs> name is Bruce. And he was, so, of course, I get in the restaurant. I'm like, oh, my God, he's here. Why is he here? What is he cooking? What is he doing? And he was, a special menu, all that. 
I completely geeked out. He's back in the kitchen, and I like walked up, like, "Hey, do you mind? Can I get a photo?" He was so nice. He came out, um, gave us recommendations on what to eat. His food was phenomenal. He was so nice. He came out like two or three times and just said, "How is everything? Is it good?" Like, he was nice on the show. He was even better in person, and his food was incredible. So I'm hoping, 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 hoping he's opening something here in Vegas, which would be awesome because he's based in LA. But so yeah, great week with a good friend. Chef fangirl moment. Sorry, I had to get that all in. <laughs> and his name is Bruce Kaufman? Kaufman. Uh, K-A-L-M-A-N. Yeah. Um, he, dark hair, glasses, you know, he's a bigger guy. And he, on the, the season of Top Chef if, Chef, if you watched it, he and his wife had a baby. Like, they were adopting a baby, and their, their baby mama gave birth, like, while he was on the show. So, and he showed us pictures of his little son. He's so cute. He's 16 months. He's so adorable. I... I pulled up uh, BruceColeman.com, and it's clearly him. But I don't, I don't, I do not recognize this fellow. I, I had seen him even before he was on Top Chef, um, and like I said, he was one of the nicest people I've ever seen on that show, and it just it rolled forward into real life. So well, that's cool. Uh, another it's cool nice thing when, about living in Vegas. What's that? Another cool thing about living in Vegas. What's that? You never know who you're going to run into. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> for, for us that don't live in Vegas, this is a whole lot of fun getting to hear about all the cool shit you guys do being Vegas residents. Oh, uh, it's, it's only begun now. <laughs> it, like, I've already got plans to do shit that I've never done before in Vegas again this week. Like, it's, it's, it's begun. This is the moment that I've been waiting for is once I got into that rhythm, I knew I was gonna, it was going to take a while. Once I got into that rhythm, then it's like, oh, now I get to explore all the things I would have never even thought to do when, when I only had five days to enjoy the city. Now that I live here, I'm like, oh, I, like the ideas, I can't write them down fast enough and tick them off. As, uh, I just, it's so much fun. Yes. Well... I think it's time that we get into the show. <laughs> and you're jealous He's and you Mark, hate us. She's Karen. I'm jealous. And we always start with random Vegas. Gary Loveman was the perfect fit for CEO in the Harris business model, offering a quality experience at a reasonable price. Despite the wealth he acquired from his various business successes, Gary and his family didn't live like millionaires. True, they did have a vacation home on the beach in North Carolina, and at one point Loveman did have a Ferrari but he ended up selling it because he said it wasn't practical. Not wanting the invasion of privacy, the Loveman family even elected to clean their own home every Saturday rather than hire a housekeeper. It was reported that one of the weekly chores of the CEO of Harrah's was to clean his own toilets. God bless him. I'm not the CEO of anything, and I will hire somebody in a heartbeat to clean my own toilet. <laughs> we got that from the book Jackpot, Harrah's Winning Secrets to Customer Loyalty. And I'm, I'm, I'm the only guy who is like, oh, can I read the subtle intricacies of your rewards program and the concept that, that birthed it? Like, <laughs> I want to know all about that. <laughs> well, and I want to ask you about that. Tell me more about this book because I've not heard of it, but it certainly sounds pretty fascinating. There's a lot of books that I stumble upon just like, I don't even know how I found this one, but it literally is that the idea of Bill Harrah's concept for Harrah's and then how they transitioned from the, you know, like they took the the model that all these other uh, uh, loyalty programs had done and found a way to 
to figure out what people wanted. Like, it's very similar to what Bill Bennett did, except in Bill Bennett's day, the, the Bill Bennett, for those of you that don't know, is the is the, the man behind the Circus Circus Empire becoming Mandalay Resorts. He was a fucking genius, but he was a behind-the-scenes guy, so you never, you, most people don't know who he is. But Bill used to just talk to people to figure out what they wanted, and he did a lot of the old-school stuff. Like, there's stories of Bill giving like $500 to some of his employees to go to other properties and gamble at slot machines just so he could talk to the people around them and ask them why they decided that they wanted to stay there so he could take notes back. Like just so many shit like that. So Loveman is kind of like in that aspect only. I don't I don't want to say they're comparatively genius because Bill Bennett is straight up a genius. I don't know enough about Gary Loveman to be able to say that. But I can say that what he did with the Total Rewards program and is the digital version of that. It was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We have all these people that come here. Why don't we give them a card so that they can tell us what they want to do and we'll find the things out. We'll ask them questions, you know, through surveys and mailers and shit like that and figure it out. Like, you know, like we get to see the games you like and like, hey, what if we offered you like free play on that? You know, what if we gave you a free room? Like I noticed you've come here three times this year. If I give you a free room, would you come a fourth time? It's like shit like that. Like all they did was take all the information that was already there, but nobody was quantifying it and quantify it and figure out how do we leverage this to get them to come more? Like, what do we need to give you to make you want to come and hang out with us more? So how can we make you happier? So I have to ask, when was he the CEO? Do you know, like, what was the time frame? Because that's either on the super forefront of any kind of these loyalty programs. It's the birth of it. Like he birthed in Total Rewards. And he, he if anybody's also, ever seen a picture of Gary Loveman, he looked like he was overdue for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was, he's a big man. He's a big yeah. man. There you go. So, there sir, you like go. when, ballpark of when he uh, was? Well, I know he only left as CEO maybe five, ten years ago. Oh, okay. So he, he was there in the beginning, and he was there for quite a long time, and he ended up leaving not, not, an, not a terribly long time ago. I don't remember exactly when. But not he became like CEO in 2003, replacing Phil Satry. There you go. <laughs> uh, and it looks like he took off sometime on or about 2010. Does it? Does eight years seem possible? Well, wait a minute. Mark but he was he was the CEO, but that but he was with the company much longer than that. But yeah, oh, so yes, he was CEO absolutely. in 2003. Yes, yeah, so he was part of birthing that in, but he wasn't the CEO at the time. He was the guy that, you know, you you tasked to do stuff with that and did such a phenomenal job with that that he worked his way up to okay. CEO. And I, I do. Uh, think yeah, I, yeah, I think I misrepresented that. Yeah, he he was with the company, but he's only CEO for a short period of time. Wikipedia says he became um, CEO in 2003, and it says here that. Um, Oh, Loveman announced in February 2015 that he was going to step down from his post as CEO. So, oh, he remained chair until 2017. Holy cow, so 14 years. Yeah. So, see, Tony's multitasking, too. Yeah, but he's actually doing something that helps the show. Yeah, His contributes, I know. Mine doesn't. But, But yeah, it's it's a fascinating read. I haven't finished it yet, but so far, I mean, it's for most people, it's dry as fuck. And, And maybe I, so again, my brain went to... I, you know, I don't want the invasion of privacy. So every Saturday, we're all going to clean the, our own house. Uh, no, 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 no. 
I work too hard in the CEO of a fucking company. We, I will actually, hire somebody with a disclosure statement to say you're not going to say shit about me or I'm going to sue your ass. Well, that's and that, come in and clean my fucking toilet. That, that wasn't really. <laughs> no, but I find that I, that's that's my color commentary on the story. Nice, nice. Right. <laughs> Talk to me about Twit Pick of the Week. Credence Clearwater Revival. Three words I would have never thought would find their way into a Twit Pick of the Week monologue. But every time I look at this week's winner from at Vegas Photograph, the phrase, I see a bad moon rising, comes to mind. Not just because it features a brilliant oversized moon hovering over a collection of properties, but because it's a fitting metaphor for what's happening in the market and the danger it finds itself in. Unlike any time before in Vegas history, the market is experiencing a slump that has nothing to do with the economy. It's the current experience available at fault in this case. Resort fees, pay for parking, CNF charges, and the likes have taken the record-breaking attendance the city has seen over the last few years and given all those first-time visitors an experience that won't encourage them to return. When Vegas was growing up, even the mafia understood the most important thing to establish with the customer is that the game is fair. The house already has an advantage, so there's no reason to build in scams to cheat the customer out of their money. That philosophy developed a trust that has lasted over a millennia and made Las Vegas the number one tourist destination in the world. Today, that trust has been broken and the market has lost its integrity. Visitors now keep a vigilant eye out for the metaphorical shell game that does exist around every corner. Your room doesn't cost what it was advertised to cost. Your meal is more expensive than the price of your food. And the things that made Vegas different from every other place on the planet are falling away one by one. Uninspired industry leaders like Jim Uren are succeeding in turning the Las Vegas experience into one that can be had in every other major city in America. And with gambling becoming legal across the country, if the Vegas experience is no different than the one available back home, why go? There was a time when people would ask me what they needed to do during their first visit to Las Vegas. That response used to always start with, there's so much to do, it just depends on the experience that you want to have. Today, it begins with beware. Diatribe. <laughs> Somebody found a soapbox. Uh, it, I think that's a outstanding overview of, of what how to talk to people about Las Vegas. You know, there's maybe a little bit of his somewhat um oh what's the word I'm looking for, guys? A little uh, I, I, jaded, yeah, uh, cynical. <laughs> yeah. But it's but it the best part though about that, and and to me it comes through clearly. It's not coming from a, a malicious side. Mm -mm. It's coming more from a, hey, I'm concerned. Let me tell you what's so awesome about the city. So awesome that I moved to it. Right. And yet I would still start a conversation off with the word beware. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, is it used to be, Mark and I were talking about this. It used to be the only thing that you had to warn somebody about was getting long hauled by the taxi cabbers. Right. And now it's like, okay, look out for the CNE charge. Or, do you realize you're going to be hit with a resort fee when you get here? Do you realize? And it's like all the little, and the parking fees and don't dare, you know, rent a car because it's, you know, a disaster. Like, there's so many things now that it used to just be one. 
Well, Let's the, watch out for the fucking taxi cabbers. Well, now you're warning them off against the property. Well, and the magic... They've always had this magic formula where they, they are interesting enough that they attract you. And then when you're here, they have all of these things where, wow, I get this for free and I get this and that's inexpensive and I can do this. And while you're there, you can see the things that you can't afford and they lure you back because you want to do them. So you evolve with the property as you become more financially set and you have more disposable income your love continues to grow with the city the same way that when you start to come to vegas you're playing slots because you're timid and then as you learn more you start to branch out into into table games and you become like you just immerse yourself in the city and the problem is that initial experience that entry level is so damaging at this point You've ruined this formula that you have that would bring people back. Like a perfect example, in our first trip to Las Vegas, our disposable income equates to what you charged me in the resort fee. So yeah. I came there with $100 that I could spend in disposable income per day, and you knocked that out of my hands. If, if I'm staying there for a week, you knocked half three of days. the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you... you truly fucked me like this was supposed to be for my food and for like I just came here like I want to enjoy it and we'll hang out and I don't have a whole lot of money and you took it from me so now I don't have any money I got nowhere else to go what am I going to tell you no so now you fucked me I'm in this place everything's nickel and diamond me I'm like I hate this place I, I just can't wait to leave I'm never coming back I, I, I got nothing else to add man that's your I agree I agree completely as always, we will link to the photo on our blog and we'll feature it on all of our social media outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show which Patreon subscribers should be seeing right now. Let's move into the news. To begin, there is some Golden Nuggets Caesars uh, merger discussions going on. It's being reported by Bloomberg that Tillman Fertitta, owner of the Golden Nugget, Landry's Restaurant Group, and the NBA's Houston Rockets, has proposed a merger with Caesars Entertainment that would result in him being the single largest company shareholder and acting CEO. Like the majority of acquisitions and mergers in Vegas history, the inspiration for this proposed move is the almost global underperforming stocks of gaming companies in the Vegas market in the wake of stellar results from the year prior. Couple that with the mass exodus of big name talent leaving, most of which are relocating to Park MGM, including the recently announced move by one of their biggest names, Britney Spears, and you have a wounded company right for the picking. All that said, analysts believe the merger is unlikely to happen, at least at this time. Somewhat apropos is the property's announcement that Puddle's Pity Party will have a short-term residency at Cleopatra's Barge starting at the end of January. Puddle's is a seven-foot-tall clown that sings operatic versions of songs like Simon and Garfunkel's The Sound of Silence and other songs that will not only be ruined for you forever, but truly give you nightmares. It's on YouTube if you dare. No. There's, there's also rumors that Caesars intends to implode the Rio and replace it with a Major League Baseball stadium. Follow all of that. A completely baseless rumor 
that anyone who failed 12th grade government could tell you isn't even something that exists in the realm of possible was spread like a vicious rumor or VD, which I can't figure out which joke to go with, but by the New York Post and writer Josh Kosman or Kosman or whatever that said MGM Resorts was rumored to be interested in buying Caesars. Hey, trash rag, Google antitrust, then go kill yourself. I was in a blinding rage when I read that fucking headline, like on you fucking piece of shit, idiot, garbage, so what, TMZ wannabe cunt. So, so one comment on that. There's no way MGM can afford to buy anybody right now with what they're spending. It doesn't matter they're if building. they're a trillion, if they had a trillion dollars flush with cash, they literally invented antitrust regulation to prevent this exact situation. Okay. Tony, you want to go first? Uh, no, because quite honestly, <laughs> I saw the headline earlier in the week and just kept scrolling. I went, huh, right, and I, just kept scrolling. I, you know what's funny? I tried. I scrolled past it, and then somebody retweeted it, so I saw it again. I'm like, no, motherfucker. <laughs> well, that's on the, the, the MGM buying out thing. I mean, right. Tony, did you have anything... I oh, the Golden we just, Nugget? Yeah, I thought we were just going to skip over that one. Yeah. Uh, the Golden Nugget yeah. I thought was interesting, although I thought it was funny because it's like, hey, I got a great idea. Let's merge. And by and merge... I'll run you. I know, and by merge, I mean, I'm going to take you over, but you should agree to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Tony, no, that, I, I've never, I, didn't, I thought neither of them were, were accurate or realistic, and I thought, yeah, this is clickbait and just kept... And the worst part is, is someone was actually trying to sell it as is legit, not not just a, a, a headline to try to get me to click on it. I thought, no way. So no, <laughs> I, that's all I got. So, so two thoughts. One, actually, I know a guy that used to work for Landry's and some of their casinos in Louisiana, and they're nuts. Let me just well put it run. that way. Uh, no, no, no. But second, I what I thought was interesting about this and might have a sliver of truth to it is the fact that he owns an NBA team. Because the NBA is the next next major sport that they're talking about trying to bring. And I know Major League Baseball is talking about bringing a stadium. That's not going to happen for a while. NBA is the, the other team that they're talking about trying to bring. And that, to me, seems like it could be possible. Because if you have... There's no NGM, way Houston's well, leaving. But, so just, just hear me out for a second. Right. Theoretically. So if MGM has the NHL, and basically the Raiders in their backyards, right? And NHL well, is playing no, in their arena. That's not accurate. In their backyard, yes, that's fair. That's well, fair. They're, they're playing. No, you're right. That's the fair. Knights are playing I, in I know. I, 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 I know your point. Go. Okay. Go um, wouldn't it be interesting if Caesars were able to bring in an NBA team? Well, that's not, not Caesar- playing. Oh, because if he then owns if he, Caesars. If they yeah, merge okay. and it's it. all of that, then yes, it is. So that right. that was the only part of that that I thought might have a sliver of a chance. Every once in a while, you you, you connect dots the way my head immediately does, and, and, and I'm not caught up with <laughs> you, and I'm like, no, no yeah. it's not going to put you. Oh, I see all the dots now. I get it now. I see what you're that saying. That was the one part of this. That and Tony, interesting. Tony, I understand why you would miss it, because it's a sports ball thing, so I get that. But that is an interesting degrees of separation that, that is, it's fun to, to think like, oh, what if it's this big I say like, Vegas yeah. is not done. They, they're they looking, and I know they pulled the aces in, so I'm sure they're trying to connect with that. But I, I just, that is the one part of it that I thought, okay, if he's got that little NBA yeah. carrot to dangle, 
there might be a shot of this. Just them merging and him being the CEO. Yeah, no, it, you're a nutcase. I mean, he is a nutcase, but. One, okay, not, I hate to burst your bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that the gaming commission would allow a casino to also own a sports team that could then be gambled on in the casino that owns the sports team. That's yeah, because MGM doesn't actually have anything to do with. No, they just have the, the arena. They, that they yeah, play they own in. the arena, right? But so they're just getting leasing money from the owner of the, of the hockey team. That's a good right. point. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting that he also owns the Houston Rockets, and he could be like, "Hey." Which is on the flip side of that, we had a story it's a few weeks ago. Kind of less likely than that this could ever happen. You're, because well, you're right. He owns them. But a few weeks ago, we we reported on a story that Somebody's said going to have to sell that the. One of the concerns was some of these states who are legalizing sports betting, the Golden Nugget is in, uh, may have regulations that would cause him to either get rid of his casinos or get rid of the Rockets because he was an owner. Like, right. it was a conflict. No, that's true. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's almost equal. I mean, I li- I loved your, your theoretical connection. I mean, that was that was fun once we got there. Once I once I put it together. <laughs> but, You're welcome. <laughs> Wait, did I contribute? Once I put it together because I was listening to what you were saying. <laughs> I contributed. You did. Yay! <laughs> I do all add right, value. Tell me about some stratospheric activity. Joining the shift to all things LED, Vito Vega shared that Stratosphere has installed a giant Diddy-esque, our word, not his, LED sign over over its center pedestrian walkway heading into the property. In addition to that, they're rebranding themselves the Strat. I'm sorry. A property referring to themselves by its nickname is the equivalent of a person speaking about themselves in the third person. It's just obnoxious. Seemingly taking a page from Absinthe, Travel Zork is reporting that Stratosphere has submitted plans to set up a tent outside of the casino for the purpose of hosting a show called Celestia, a production featuring magic, dance, and various Cirque performances. Because apparently, with all the top-quality entertainment options available at the Stratosphere, they just simply didn't have any more room in the property for it. <laughs> Quite honestly, I'd be worried about being the the show that was in the tent. Because the tents would be much more accept, uh, accessible by the street, and that could be I know, dangerous. right, yeah. It's not exactly the safest part. No. Area. Yeah. No. There, there, there have been times when I've been skating around, and I'm like... I should probably pick up the skateboard and just walk quickly over to the left, right, back, forward. <laughs> like it, Opposite side of whatever right. is coming towards me. I have I have stumbled onto a few. That's what I mean. I'm already learning more and more about the city that I love, like the places I don't care to go. <laughs> and, and the people you should avoid. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. I had a guy the other day. Tony, this is going to sound exactly like every story you've ever heard of somebody who just got mugged like the introduction the introduction to the mugging like like that transition piece so i'm skateboarding uh past uh, like north of fremont street and uh like uh, like significantly north of it uh, a couple blocks and as i'm skating i see a guy goes oh hey tony hawk but i'm like whatever and i'm not paying attention i'm holding a bottle of water and he says oh hey man i hate to bother you but you know can i you know can i have some of your water and i didn't say anything to him i, I just com- continued skating right past and i'm like that sounds exactly like, oh, yeah, sure. And as you give them a bottle of water, they stab you. You know? <laughs> I'm like, he's either going to mug you or he's going to stab you. Like, that, that or, sounds exactly like every story I've ever heard. You know, you're, and you're not giving him a drink. Because as soon as you hand him the bottle, yeah. you're not taking it back. Yeah. 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 Gross. One of our friends on, uh, before we move on, on Twitter retweeted the picture of the Strat. 
and said that they were going to open up an Irish bar across the street called O Sphere. <laughs> I did see that one. That was How good. How awesome was that? That was good. The the sad thing is is I I've called it the strat. I I sure. it, it's just an easy thing to say. But for them to start branding themselves as the strat yeah. is... It's, it's yeah. why I made that joke. It, it truly is. If you refer to yourself by your nickname, like, like yeah. it's part of the funny joke when, when you refer to yourself as like, oh, old T-Bone here. Like, it's, that's part of the joke. <laughs> like, you realize how absurd it is, and that's the funny part about it. They're literally branding it like, okay, so you're taking this a little too seriously, and that's really well. And not that is cool. not—that's not, not going to help make them cooler, hip, or draw other people to them. I mean, they're the stratosphere because they're the stratosphere. Yeah. They're 107 stories up, or whatever the hell it is, right. and they got all this shit on top, and that's what makes them cool. Their location sucks, but yeah. that's what makes them cool. You can't just start calling yourself the strat. Yeah. It's just—it's yeah, dumb. <laughs> Nobody ever said you need to go down to the stratosphere. Where? The strap. Oh, okay. Well, now I know what you're talking about. Exactly. That's literally never happened. Exactly. Right. <laughs> All right. Tell me about the Fremont expansion plans. Details regarding Fremont's plans to expand were recently shared this week. In addition to the new 320-foot-tall, 509-room hotel tower, plans are to renovate the existing 447 rooms into 227 of them and expand the casino floor by more than 20,000 square feet. The additional room will include a 700-foot square, a 700-foot square bar, <laughs> a 700 square foot bar, as well as a freezing oh, I'm, I'm even more confused. Right what? The projected time frame to completion is 2.5 years. <laughs> the time frame to completion, I'm like, will you just finish? <laughs> Get off me. <laughs> Actually, hang on. This That's just what in. She it took said. Mark longer to get through the plans <laughs> than it did him to build the bunk. <laughs> All right. Next, let's go on the record. Depending on how ridiculously expensive it is, Park MGM actually has something we would consider showcasing at a 360 Vegas vacation event. On the record is a new club opening in January of 2020 and will feature three themed karaoke rooms. Those themes are the 70s, 80s, and 90s. The venue will also have an outdoor space, a functioning record store for its entrance, as well as a double-decker DJ bus, or a double-decker bus DJ booth. Why am I jumping ahead of words? <laughs> I'm getting too excited to get to the next part. On the record, will be open Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, and now it's clear that it can't possibly be a part of 360 Vegas Vacation, considering <laughs> they always take place Sunday through Tuesday. <laughs> have you seen this place? Have you seen any of the pictures? So here's the interesting thing about it. And this is why I said, like, these themed rooms are, are, are pretty cool. Imagine the ultimate decked-out den in, in this decade and throw a karaoke bar setting in it. That's what they look like. It looks like like Elvis's den in in his basement. Like that would be like the seventies type thing. Like the fucking eighties would well, be 60s, Atari. Yeah. But you, you yeah. get my point. Yeah, no, no, I do. Like it's it's just this this crazy over the top. Like what is the ultimate den that we could have that 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 encompasses that decade? And then we're gonna we're gonna do karaoke in there. I'm like, okay, now that is kind of a pretty cool idea. My only concern was that you could only sing karaoke from that decade in. I don't believe that so, room. but yeah, that would be a deal breaker. I would agree. 
because you have to cross all. I agree, yeah. Otherwise, you'd, like, segregate people. Like, I only sing from this decade. I only sing from this decade. <laughs> I can't go into the other one. But I could see it being very cool. So, okay. Well, it's also about a... 360 Vegas vacation with our karaoke gang that we obviously have now. Yeah, yeah. Apparently. I mean, apparently it's a it's a thing. Um, imagine getting one of these rooms because I, I yeah. just pulled up one of the pictures. Yep, it looks like a cool den. Yep, that you could just come in with your friends. Yep, it looks like it would fit 15 to 20 people. Yep, and just do karaoke with a bunch of us. I agree. I, I saw it and I'm like, I have picked on this property a lot and I've got to give prop, uh, give credit where it's due. This is a cool fucking idea. Except it's not going to be open Ex- when we're well, But it's still a cool idea. It's just that we, we're not going to be able to showcase it for Vegas Vacation. But it's still a cool idea. And it's on the strip. so Right, yeah, which is one of the things that we've always complained about. Maybe it'll be so successful that they'll actually expand their evenings, particularly if they're going to do this on a Wednesday night. I, If it were just a Friday-Saturday, I could see maybe they were going for a very specific uh, time period or time frame where they know they'll have lots of people around. But if you're looking to offer karaoke on a Wednesday night, that's, you know, one of the more slow nights of the week. Why wouldn't you have it available on a Sunday or a Monday? Yeah, it's a good so, point. I wonder if that I'm isn't hoping, like industry night or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that it will, it will catch on and it'll be something that will be around, if not in May, certainly by September of next year. Yeah, that'd be cool. All right, so there's a sports book plan for the Stevens Group. Details were shared this week by PlayNevada.com on the sports book plans the Stevens Group have for their three downtown properties. First, the Golden Gate Sportsbook, currently under construction, will be in the location that used to be Labayu and extended to the back of the building. The D's existing sportsbook space will be cleaned up in the short term and serve as a satellite to the Golden Gate Sportsbook but plans are already in the early stages for a major renovation to it. And lastly, when it debuts in 2020, the project currently known as 18 Fremont will be home to the largest sports book in downtown Las Vegas, featuring the world's largest TV screen, stadium seating, and occupy two floors. Oh, wow. Right? Did you guys ever get a chance to check out the sports book at Imperial Palace before no. that got closed down i didn't know they had uh, for for lack of a better term what i would call stadium seating Mm -hmm. where you come in and there was a floor like just where you walked in but if you wanted you could actually go up steps like steps that you would go up in a in a football stadium oh yeah to get to actually sit then and watch the games it was it was pretty impressive i I, i'll be interested to see how this ends up looking if it's going to be a two two floor type stadium seating layout yeah i'm excited to see it i'm not like uh, you know we're not really big sports betters but like when you have a really cool sports book like i think uh, lagasse stadium's fucking awesome i mean and there are some pretty cool sports books around and this sounds like it, it'll be in that in that same arena so good for them yeah they're knocking that out of the ball out of the ballpark ah yep. oh, see what i did there yeah <laughs> <laughs> two for right. let's move into prop bets for those of you unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, at Travelzork is reporting that the new digital craps table revealed at this year's G2E will make its debut at the link later next year. Hmm. Let's go check that out. 
Nevada marijuana advocates are proposing new legislation that would prevent employers from being able to terminate employees for using the product, as well as increase the amount of THC allowed in a person's system before it's considered a DUI. The current limit is less than half of what other states that have legalized recreational marijuana allow. Delays in permit approvals to sell things from the pawn shop in the new retail location have delayed the opening of Rick's Picks, the satellite store located next door to the Gold and Silver Pawn Shop in Pond Plaza. The delay is expected to prevent opening for another four to five weeks. So can I just say, we drove by there with my friend because we basically started in the south end of the strip and drove all the way north into downtown because yeah. she hadn't done that. And I'm like, oh, by the way, there's, you know, Pawn Stars. And it was this whole crazy plaza that's still middle of the week, middle of the day, had a line of people outside to go inside. I'm like, what? So interesting to me that they still to this day have a giant line and that plaza still hasn't found its footing. Oh, there were people all in the plaza, too. Like, it's it wasn't lacking for people visiting. Okay, all right, so good. So then they are just doing basically what Link went through. They well, just went through grow- growing pains to find what What, what I don't want. know is if the people that are milling around the plaza kind of walk in and go, there's no way I'm buying any food or shit from this. Mm. I'm going to go back and wait in line. I don't know. I was just They've amazed. they got good offerings. It's just nothing seems to be sticking. I was sticking. just amazed the number of people that were hanging out there. Middle of the day, middle of the week, and fucking October. Who knew? Yeah. Whatever. Committing themselves to a theme... At Melts Vegas recently shared that Flamingo has added bird cages to the ceiling of the rebranded Margaritaville Casino, now known as the Bird. Sadly, no news of Hank Azaria, Robin Williams, or Nathan Lane. Although, you know what else is hanging from the ceiling of oh, the Oh no, 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 don't do <laughs> that one. No. Because <laughs> I loved I love the reference. I love that because first I'm like, wait, that what oh. Yes. <laughs> One of the best movies ever. <laughs> ever. Ever. Oh, my turn. Sorry. Yeah. I'm I got, leaving I, that one in. I'm leaving that one in should. this time. That's fine. I got so excited because I, I love the birdcage. Treasure Island's newly renovated, quote, corner market buffet is now open at the property. And after $3.6 million, it's still just a buffet. It's funny. I, 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 I This is like the third or fourth time that we've shared news that a buffet is open and I, I legitimately think you should share news when something Wait, isn't like that this opens. Ruffin? Yeah. It is. Ruffin spent $3.6 million to renovate a, a buffet. Well, the man is still rich. But, and I'm sure that was a loan from a bank or something. It's not like his own money. But all the other shit that he hasn't done and all the crap he put on the front and he... Right. Well, hey, he's general. got all that Walgreens money now. <laughs> it's CVS money. It's, it's CVS. <laughs> And he does Excuse have the Avengers. Excuse me, sorry. Yeah, that joke really falls flat, doesn't it? <laughs> it's the other one. It's the other one. MGM Resorts is attempting to revive the festival grounds on the north end of the Strip, best known as the site of 2015's Rock and Rio concert, with events like Martha Stewart's wine and food experience, a beach volleyball tournament, and a three-on-three basketball tournament. In the wake of the Harvest 91 festival, the site also appears to be the new outdoor venue of choice, hosting the outdoor concerts for the last iHeart Music Festival. I didn't know that. I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) Rio is renovating the space formerly home to Cafe Mark. Mark. This is what happens when you don't read the notes. Martorano. I'm guessing. Martorano. Cafe (laughs) Martorano. (laughs) Martorano. Was there a Nanu Nanu in there? (laughs) (laughs) Close. 
Robin Williams uh, So that, that cafe by that Mark Toronto guy, it was up on the second floor of the property. Uh, it's going to be turned into a DB172, a 6,900-square-foot concert venue that will feature touring bands, most of which you've never heard of. The name is taken from the largest sounds ever recorded on Earth, which is the volcanic eruption of Krakatoa that registered 172 decibels. You've obviously never hung out with my wife when she's drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Take note, Vegas, that's how you name something. That's a badass fucking name. But only. Only if you know the story. Only (laughs) if you know, because I honestly read this first. I'm like, what the fuck is DB172? I don't get... When you realize it's decibel 172, DB. But that's the fun part about the name is that it doesn't make sense. And then when you get it, now you're you're in part. It's like Secret Pizza. But if I I have to look it up. No, Secret Pizza is easy because you can't, you don't know where it is. There's no signage. There's no nothing. It's Secret Pizza. And that, by the way, is a nickname, not the actual name. People will ask you, what, what, like, what is DB172? I would look at this and go, DB172, what the fuck is that? Why would I want to go there? That there's a different secret well, okay. pizza to oh, me. I don't disagree is with you. <laughs> like, regardless of the cool naming and and the okay. disagreement we have here, DB one seventy two. I have no interest in going to. I'm just. I think it was cleverly named. Well, no, because I honestly read it the first time. What the fuck does that mean? Unless <laughs> it's a cafe before, right? I knew it was a cafe. I don't know what DB one seventy two is. I don't know if it's a restaurant. I don't know if it's a bar. I don't know if it's a, you know, scary place that if I walk into right. I'm gonna be killed. I don't know. You clearly Let's go disagree all with of the me. the things that it could possibly <laughs> be. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, wait, this one's fine. Yep, leaving that one in too. No, because it that messed me too. up because you stuck your little two cents in the end of that one. <laughs> and it was in the notes. This, the, the interesting this week's thing is. This episode be titled, Oh, wait, that's mine too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I am on drugs, so that's okay. I can, I can blame it on ones. that. <laughs> well, the ones that are helping, so they're good. Well, yeah. <laughs> Catch the Asian-infused sushi. <laughs> There's a pause in there. <laughs> Stop. That's so great because you know, I, I, I never in a million years would have thought if I ran those together that it could sound like it would be a legitimate sentence. And you're like, oh, no, wait. No, 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 no. It, while, while it is also a verb, it, it's not in this situation. Not in this one. <laughs> Let me try that again. Yes. Catch the Asian-infused sushi, seafood, and steak restaurant taking over the face formerly home to Bar Masa and Tetsu plans to open at Aria at the end of October. The original concept originated in L.A. and is said to have the DNA of the original cranked up to Vegas. Continuing to make foot traffic safer. (laughs) Continuing to make foot traffic safer (laughs) and improve traffic. God damn it, this was terrible. Continuing to make foot travel safer and improve traffic on Las Vegas Boulevard. Ground was broken this week on a pedestrian bridge that will connect the Showcase Mall north of MGM and park MGM to one another. The project is expected to be completed in July of 2019. It does always feel weird when you cross the street like this doesn't, that this seems like a bad idea. I'm, I'm just surprised they're investing the money. Who owns that mall? Like- oh, it's not the mall investing, it's the city. I know, but why? Why? I don't know. Because I, there are people still walking across the street on but Las I've Vegas never, Boulevard. I have never. And by still? the way, it's only feet away from the busiest intersection in the United States. Well, yeah, that one I know. I guess I'm just surprised that they're investing in another walkway for that. Like to get from maybe, I don't know. 
it's going from the park where they're hoping all these people are going to be no, in the that's stadium. No, it at else. all. It's a significant difference from the last walkway at the corner of Tropicana. Oh, no, there was a Bowl. huge one. So that's why they're doing it, because otherwise people are walking across that street. Are they really? And they want to guess they are. Who's that stupid? What are you talking about? There's a crosswalk there. Okay, well, there's a crosswalk, and what's the problem? It's... Uh, we're not... No, no, we're not doing it. No. The McDonald's restaurant has recently closed at the D so that it can undergo much needed renovations. I like how we're calling it like it's a like it's a Batman uh, villain. The McDonald's <laughs> restaurant. According according to the Stevens, it is. They want that fucker out of there so bad it's not even funny. It's so, oh yeah, don't they have like a hundred year lease or something? Something That's, crazy like that? I, I believe so, That's yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I'm actually I'm surprised that they're just now renovating. Because all the other McDonald's in, in Vegas mm-hmm. are pretty new and modern. They've gone with this whole self-serve kiosk thing, all the other crap. I just assumed that there was something in their lease with the D that said if they modernize and they oh, get to right. renegotiate terms right. and, and all that yeah. other shit, and that the D sense. would be like, get your ass out. So that's why I thought they hadn't done anything that's there funny. yet. So I'll be interested to see, you know, no word on when it reopens. I'll be interested to see if it actually does reopen, but we'll We'll see. Oh, that's mine again. <laughs> These are normally all cut out. Folks. I know. No, they're not. This week is worse than ever uh, for some reason. Yeah. Only because I've highlighted it, so now even you're aware when it happens. <sighs> Nomad at Park MGM has officially opened and is taking reservations. Nomad is the boutique brand that operates the top four floors of the property. Bally's now has a horror themed escape room. It's called Every Hotel Room at Barrett. <laughs> no. We like no, Bally's. I, I, Come I, on. I, I, I said that more for the humor value. <laughs> particularly the newly refurbished rooms that we got to stay in, respectively, of course, during Vegas Vacation 7 because we were on the same floor at Bally's. Yeah, yes. Yep. So, okay, here's the weird thing. I've done an escape room before. It was actually kind of fun. I've done one, too. They're dumb. But it's but okay. So they're dumb because I don't enjoy them. I get why other people would like them. It's not fun for me. So don't invite me to your fucking escape room. Actually, that's not it. That's not, that's not it. Don't in a corporate situation force me to be a part of your fucking escape room. That's the problem okay, that I have. So wait. So if we got a group of friends together and said, "Let's go do an escape room thing," you might consider it. Fuck no, I wouldn't. But <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> What I'm saying is... I feel like we're still at the same uh, end point. That yeah, we yeah. the thing is, I don't like escape rooms, period. What I like less than escape rooms is when I'm in a corporate setting and I am forced to go to an escape room. So what you're saying is they're just off the table for you completely. Yeah, hence the first yeah. sentence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Peter Vegas is reporting that the Cosmopolitan intends to completely renovate the space currently home to Bond Bar at the front of the property to the tune of almost $2 million. The project currently does not have a name, hasn't been officially announced, and therefore, of course, does not have a start or expected completion date. Two thoughts. Thought number one, they're going to renovate this and it's going to cost less than the TI buffet. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And second of all, that really surprises me that they're going to uh, renovate Bond Bar. Although I've never gambled there, it looks like a beautiful video poker bar when you first walk in, and it's it's there on your left hand side, if yep. I'm correct in my belief. Yeah. I can't imagine them renovating that. Didn't they 
isn't that a relatively new spot or is that just a new to me spot? Oh no, it's it's been there since the moment okay. they opened. Yeah, it has. It might not have had that name, but it's no, been it's there. always had that name. Okay, well yeah. it's it's been there and the lights are there and surprises me. It's I'm just concerned at what they're going to do with it. I, I agree because they've done uh, like Cosmopolitan is one of those properties that has done phenomenal things with renovations and awful things with renovations. Yeah. And that's my like their sports book. Perfect example of fucking amazing work. Well done. Uh, their the restaurants that they've come up with, even that new uh, block 16 thing I was concerned about is pretty cool. But then like what they did to book and stage, like yeah. I hate that bar. It's so fucking douchey and, and like I oh everything Bond about it is still gross. one of the places where you have the um, bartenders that are the drink what do they call them drinkologist or whatever oh, yeah yeah where the well, you mixologist, give them a flavor yeah you yeah. give them a, a flavor and whatever and they'll make you a that drink. is fun they used to do that at Q bar that was awesome but they'll still do it there yeah and it's one of the few places so I'm a little concerned because we do like we have gambled video poker there quite a bit yeah, I, I mean like we bond. we like bond so but I also I understand that that bar is all we've ever spent time in. Like the rest of that lounge, I've never seen. I, maybe once I've seen actually super busy. So maybe they're going to make it more functional. I don't. I don't know. I doubt it. Vital Vegas shared this week that the Hard Rock has installed a drink ticket system. More than that, the Bar Top Gaming Terminal informs you specifically how much you need to gamble to get comp drinks. See, that's cool, but I still don't understand why they don't just make the minimum denomination a dollar on those terminals if that's what you want people to, to... It's like, why do you force your frontline employees to have to have the same fucking argument all the time? But with the drink ticket system, they don't have to. Unless... So, the only place I've seen it is where you walk up and they say, all right, as long as you're betting a dollar, I can comp you your first drink, and then it's the drink well, system Well, see, that, after that. that to me is just customer service. But okay. what, I, what I mean is... And, and I get your point uh, with the whole drink. I, I, I get your point. But I... I Taking away from this good situation, um, I like the fact they're telling you. That I, it tells I, you I agree. This is how much you I have totally to agree. But I, I've still, for the longest time, never understood in the in the places where these situations aren't set up. You know, like Cromwell doesn't have a drink system. At least I don't think they do. But regardless, and the places that don't, when they're like, okay, we're well, gonna have to gamble a minimum. We're like, why don't you just make the minimum a dollar then? Why don't you just do that so that way you don't have to have this conversation? Clearly, this is my hangout. It is. Yeah. I'm like, why are you talking to me? Is there something that you can institute that would then That's prevent this conversation from happening? That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> In a joint statement, it was announced that the planned partnership between the Tau Group and Palms to run the still under construction 100,000 square foot pool, day club, nightclub, and restaurant planned to be the largest in Vegas has come to an end. No details were shared as to why. What will replace those venues? But the project is still scheduled to open in early 2019. You've been to, to Tower or any of those, but only as the restaurant, so I don't know no, if you can speak to this. I had, I had a chance to go to the nightclub for a work thing. Oh, that's right. I did go to that, but yeah. we've always... But like, it wasn't our yeah, thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not our thing. I mean, Tau, the restaurant is phenomenal. Alistair and I went again. So I wonder, wait, don't they all, do they operate Lavo then? I don't know. See, so I wonder if if the only thing we can contribute to this is like, wow, Palms lost out on a fucking epic restaurant, more than likely. I, from a restaurant standpoint, yes. Again, I'm not a nightclub, day club kind yeah. of person, so I don't know. I mean, the space is going to be fucking giant. Well, yeah, so again, the reasons why, we don't know which one, which party backed out, we don't know. We'll it's a joint out. statement, so apparently they both, it was a mutual breakup. 
which every time someone says that is never accurate. No. <laughs> Somebody got paid to say it was a mutual breakup. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, yeah. And they sat there with a pretty smile on their face and said, no, it's mutual and we'll remain friends. <laughs> I really, I, just I wish to, them the best. I just want to be, I just want to stay friends. I just, and I want the best for them ever. I just know it's not me. Just want and that's okay. Right. <laughs> and finally, this week, the staff at Wynn Resorts were informed that the 12-year policy of requiring dealers to pool their tips so that they can be shared with other employees will end, oh, appropriately enough, on December 12th. November 12th. What did I say? December? Yeah. yeah. Uh, November. I was, see, I was so excited about the 12-year policy coming to, the, to an end on the 12th. 12-12? <laughs> 12-12. Like, it would have been great if yeah, it would have been done on November. Uh, so... The policy was originally instituted as a way to supplement the income of talent promoted into leadership roles that remove them from the frontline service and the ability to solicit those tokes. Now, tokes? Sporks- yeah, that's what they call them, tokes. You know that? No. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt. Well, now you've just blown my rhythm. Yeah. You, you know what? I'm, I'm done. I'm just, you guys record the rest of the show. <laughs> Fortunately, the rest of it's virtually raw. Come back. Come on. And that's where the rest of the show got infinitely better. (laughs) No. That's silly talk that you're saying. Silly. A spokesperson for the uh, dealer said, quote, everyone is excited, dot, 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 but we still want our back money. Oh, God. Of course they'd say that. Holy shit. They're never going to get it, but yeah. I don't think they will either. Oh, my God. That's seriously, you know what that's like? That's like the kid that had all of those presents, you know, just so many presents under the Christmas tree. And when he got done opening, like the 112th present goes, that's it. <laughs> or, or the, oh, here's a better one. Or the 16 year old that gets like, you know, the brand new, and I'm making this up on the fly, the brand new Audi for their 16th birthday right. or for high school graduation. And they're like, oh, all my friends got BMWs. That's what that reminds me of. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, and now I'm off my soapbox. Wow, there might have been a little projection going <laughs> that on right good. there. That's good. I liked Sorry, it. Kids. I liked it a lot. I was thinking. I was thinking more of the folks that, that you know were upset about having to pull their tips would have left to go someplace where they didn't have to. Well, well, the problem but, is, is they were clearly making that good of money that you're like, I don't like that. I don't get to keep all of this, but I'm gonna keep what I can. <laughs> really, they were making that much that they in tips that they could pull it with everybody else, and they'd still stay there instead of going someplace else. Everybody wants to go to the. There's a reason why the top high-end property, when it, when a new one opens, is able to rip off all the best de- uh, dealers because that's where the people are going to go and get the best tips. Let me let me jump in and try. What I think, Karen, is even if you were a dealer that had to share your tips with the floor personnel, you still made more money on an hourly basis sharing with the floor personnel than you would if you were a dealer at not win property. And that's what I mean. I mean, really, it was that it was still that good. That's the insane part. And it must have been if they were staying there for 12 years, because my guess is they would have been looking around. Right. Still, it's just like. So now everyone that's a dealer is like, oh, and you're going to see yes. everybody like bailing, all the good dealers bailing from the other properties to try to get into win. Well, it seems like they were smart enough to just like bitch about it, but not leave. Like when I, st- I still realize what a cushy seat I'm in. I'm just going to bitch about it. It's this. just amazing that it was still that good. That yeah. uh, that was my point. It, if yeah, it was still wild. that good, they can bitch about it and not leave. I mean, it's a win property. 
Well, I think that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's check the river. All right, so I think we've got, what, a second half of Steve-O's trip report? We do, we do. Let's, uh, let's hear day two. Hello, Mark, Tony, Karen. I understand two of you are married. Just not sure which two. Just kidding. <laughs> um, Steve-O again, here with my lovely wife, Nicole. Hi. <laughs> uh, so we wanted to go over day two. Day two is one of our best days in Vegas that we've ever had. Uh, we took a Uber over to the new Las Vegas sign just north of the stratosphere. Took some photos there. It was really cool. Uh, we walked back from there. I wouldn't recommend walking back during the evening, but during the day, I felt pretty safe. They have a huge gift shop along the way. We were able to see a lot of things, uh, license plate frames, all kinds of cool stuff that uh, we knocked off our bucket list. Largest uh, gift shop in the world, said. Largest. I Biggest ever. <laughs> and uh, so it was my birthday weekend, so my wife, she arranged for a limo. That was really cool. That nice. was really fun. It was uh, fantastic. Not too expensive. I think it was like $107 for an hour and a half. It took us from our hotel. Uh, we went to a liquor store right away. Cars. <laughs> Everybody in our Stock group uh, got a little something for the ride, which was nice. We went down to the Las Vegas sign. And there, people are actually, they'll actually take your picture for you, and they turn out really nice, and all you have to do is give them a tip. Yeah, that worked out really good. They just airdrop it right to your phone. I think I gave the guy $10, but he had a really nice camera. His photos turned out way better than the uh, photos on our phone. Which Okay, that's clever. You could do that. I could do that. That's fucking clever. I mean, I'm not going to do that. I didn't know that they did that down there. Neither did I, and that's fucking clever as shit because the first thing that I had, or the first question I had is, I'm like, what, how do you get that? What, are you going to get a fucking Polaroid? And they're like, oh, they airdrop it to you. I'm like... Oh my god, that's brilliant. Well, yeah, airdrop a digital picture for 10 bucks. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the top quality camera. Fuck yeah. That's goddamn, that's brilliant. That's like the best busker idea in the history of busker ideas. <laughs> well, at least you're providing a, a, a legitimate service. Yeah. I mean, right. you clearly have we're a skill busking. or at least invested in a top quality camera. And then with technology the way it is today, like my camera, I, I download all the pictures that I take from FHE to uh, just via Wi-Fi, drop them right to any any device that I, I send it to. Well, I know, but the cool thing is, is all right, so you go down to the Vegas sign, group people, and there's always one person that can't be in the picture, or you have to trust your camera right, or your yeah. phone to somebody else to take it. But now you get a top quality camera and airdrop the picture. That's awesome. That's a badass idea. Love it. That's so cool. Didn't really capture the light uh, that well from the sign and everything. Um, but our photos turned out fantastic. From there, we took the limo uh, on the strip, which was really cool, rolling down the windows, yelling at people and stuff like that. <laughs> people okay. yelling back at us. Um, well, yeah, you're monster. screaming filthy things at <laughs> Of course they're going to yell back. That is always fun with Take me. your top off. Flash your dick out. Right. <laughs> Flash your dick out? I don't think I've ever heard that <laughs> phrase ever. But maybe it's because I've always hoped for it. <laughs> Make it like a windshield wiper. No, win windmill. <laughs> Just <let> spin. <laughs> Had an amazing time at Fremont Street, like always. Love to listen to the music, different stages. I love the EDM music, uh, more of an EDM guy. And that stage was really, really hopping. Huge crowd. Very big crowd. And from there, where'd we go? 
went to the Chicago Brewing Company. Chicago Brewing Company. Um, and then we, I forget which beer we tried. Which beer did we try? Oh, I just had it down. Well, Old Town, Downtown Brown or something. It was an English brown ale. It was really good. It was very tasty. We ended up uh, having a beer there. And two. then uh, we, had two yeah, we there. left and then came Ooh. back for another beer. So the ABC stores did not get our business. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> to say. So we wrapped up the night there and uh, went back to the hotel, uh, enjoyed some very nice Cheeto puffs before uh, nice. going to bed. Uh, well and done. That wrapped, up, uh, that wrapped up day two. Cheeto puffs. Yes. Brilliant. Muscle, 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 oh, muscle. I cannot wait to meet these people. <laughs> And we have more. I, but I'm surprised. I'm surprised that they're like an ED, uh, EDM, EDTM, EDM. Teach their own. Whatever. Well, no, I'm just surprised that that was their music of choice. Well, I don't understand I don't know, why, just, Karen. Just from what I've listened to from him talking, he sounds like a very cool from his, So from his voice, you have judged his musical stylings. Don't, don't get shitty with me. <laughs> I said I was surprised that that was their concert this from of the choice. the woman who... People constantly, when they hear that you're a corn fan, I'm like, what? And every concert we'll That's go to, like, Karen will be like, oh, and the concert will be like, oh my God, what is happening next to That's like, why I wasn't judging. I'm just saying, I'm surprised that that was their choice. Not, I wasn't offended. I was like, I can't believe they listened to that. Just, I'm just surprised. Different strokes for different folks, Karen. That's fine. Oh my goodness, you're such a dick. The world don't move to the beat of just Bondra. <laughs> Not the rock our, our dear sweet uh, raising Las Vegas. Ah, <laughs> uh, before we have that, Tony is trying to get rid of us. Before we have that, day three. Oh, day three. We're doing that too. Hello, Mark, Tony, Karen. Aw. This is Steve-O and Nicole. Uh, we did uh, have a third day in Vegas. Not too eventful, really. We just really did a relaxing day because we kind of uh, went a little hard. The rest of our party <laughs> went kind of hard too. Nice. Uh, walked around, enjoyed the Bellagio fountains. Uh, had lunch over at the PBR Rock Bar. Uh, the mm. brisket over there is always very good. Oh, and the Miracle Mile, we saw like the artificial rainfall. Yes, it was <laughs> very popular with the ladies in our group. <laughs> um, this is I completely forgot about it until uh, being locals, when you park, it, it's free you to have, park it's there. It's way back you there. Have to walk all the way past And, and still, one time like I last... saw like like a group of people circle, like we both did. We're yeah. like, the Why fuck are you, you still here? And, and you're like, Oh, that thing. I forgot that it's thing exists still. I know, right? Like, you know, some people look at that and they go, wow, you have a leak in the ceiling. It's an attraction here for some reason. It's, it's the old Aladdin, you know, right. sky fall, or rain falling from the sky kind of thing. <laughs> so, so interesting. I completely forgot about that. I'm glad they brought it up. I thought it would be. <laughs> um, and then uh, later in the evening, we kind of ended up at uh, the Cosmo. Love the Cosmo. Probably the most packed hotel on the whole strip. Oh, I forgot to mention the uh, little Bailey's drink at O'Shea's after dinner. That was an amazing <laughs> dessert. Oh, so yeah. tasty. Oh, and the Verbania mar- the margarita at the Cosmo, too. Yes, that was, oh, that was really that good. good. Uh, we, had, we got to try one of those drinks, the Verbania at the uh, Cosmo. Um, so we just walked around there for a bit and uh, had a really good time. And that wrapped up uh, day three. Thanks for all you guys do, and uh, thanks for the podcast. Always look forward to uh, another podcast every week. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you for you sharing guys. your adventures. It, it, it's always fun to, to hear that. Like, I, I, I'm, 
vicariously living through him, even though I live here. Like I'm living through his experience. Like I know exactly what he's talking about. Like that feeling when you just you went super hard and you had a great time the next night. <laughs> it's like, and then, yeah, and then oh. like I, I see those people doing FHE going, hey, good for you. Good for you. I'm you, here. Yeah, you you earned this day. You <laughs> earned this day. And that's not that's not a slant, that's a good thing. You earned this. You should feel good about yourself <laughs> how how this is played out. Just just wander it and, and try and try and gather yourself back. <laughs> I don't have much to add other than to say I can absolutely and completely relate to that. Yeah, so we and the rest of our party, we did it pretty hard the night before. So we we're, took it kind of easy the next yeah. day. We're Vegas. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. I know that all too well. Exactly. And as you alluded to, we do have one last voice memo from our dear friend at Raising Las Vegas. While she was at the Maui Marathon, she thought of us while in Hawaii. I know. What the hell? It's awesome. We're, we're awesome. Let's just call it a little She's little. awesome. <laughs> All right. Let's hear it. Hey, Karen, Mark, and Tony. It's Christina, your favorite marathoner from Vegas. I'm out in Maui running the Maui Marathon, mile 16, and I have a random Vegas for you. <laughs> Vegas's nickname, or one of its many nicknames, is the Ninth Island. So this Ninth Islander is now on the main islands, <laughs> running a marathon in preparation. And big shout out to everyone coming down for the Vegas Marathon one month from today. Aloha. Oh my God. Is she She's, running while she was recording that? Yes. I wanted like it. And, that and is cars amazing. going by her. That is amazing because when I first started listening to it, like I said, I don't listen to these ahead of time. Well, I usually do for like a smidge to get an idea as to what's going to happen because I don't want like an intro to happen. I'm like going, all right, let's hear this voice memo we have. Oh, fuck. That was an intro. We should have just played that <laughs> at the beginning of the show. <laughs> but so like, but I, I, when I first started hearing this, I'm like, oh, she's just hanging oh, no. out at the beach or whatever. No, and she then, was running. And then I, I heard like one or two like, and I'm like, is she fucking running? Yeah, That's she amazing. Is. She is. She's amazing. She's running the marathon in Maui with her dad and her brother. It was, her, I think, her dad's, oh, I don't want to mess up the birthday. It was a celebratory birthday for her dad, like with the big milestones. Big milestones, yeah. Um, That's neat. And they all ran it together. And she actually shared a video, if you haven't seen it, of one of the water stops where they had, like, the Hawaiian drummers out there and people chanting and singing. She said it was, like, the best like water stop on ever any marathon she's ever done but even listening to that you can hear the cars whizzing by right, her. I know, right? <laughs> what the hell <laughs> and yeah there is a uh, the Las Vegas marathon is November 10th 11th are all the runs so yeah. it'll be here soon we got a twit pick of the week that once won that was somebody running well might have been her or Phil it was neither of them no and no somebody had took a picture and it was during that weekend well, and it, it's, it's just interesting because you saw people running in the road and then you saw casinos behind them. And that's kind of what they do. They, they shut down the strip so they can run. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ruin it. <laughs> I was fascinated by something that I get is pretty fundamentally easily done. <laughs> but I was but like, only once, they, once so or twice magical. a year. No, they <laughs> only, only so often do they close down the strip. They, right. they close down the strip for that. So we have a lot of friends that are coming into town that weekend, which I'm super excited because I'm going to hang out with some of them. So, Well, gang, I guess that's probably going to do it then for episode number 282. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. 
If you'd like to check out any of our stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360VegasPodcast.com. Get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360Vegas. Of course, you can support the show by purchasing things from our affiliates like Amazon.com, Limos, or just make a PayPal donation. Also, you can buy merchandise from our store. It's Zazzle.com slash 360Vegas. Do I have more? Yeah. Or help others find the show did, by did reviewing you, us on did iTunes. Did you not print a page? <laughs> I, you know, you want to know what's funny? I printed the page and thought, oh, well, this is just the line about where can they find us. And so I threw it away. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to do it? I got it, Tony. Or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you would like to send some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. And if you're not sure. And if you aren't sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like really dramatic pauses. <laughs> really? And if you aren't sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, we have instructions on how to do that as well on the blog's main page. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360 Vegas Tony. Karen. I am at Karen Mark. He just told you where you can find me, so until next time. Yeah.